General Baptist Ministries has been called by God to exist for the church. We aren't here so General Baptist can help us do ministry. We are here to help the church do ministry and to fulfill its commission by God to make disciples of all nations and to preach the good news to every man, woman, boy, and girl. We partner with churches because we believe that we can do more together than any one person or church can do alone. I'm Danny Donovan, president of General Baptist Ministries, and I want to welcome you to this episode of our podcast, Doing Together. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptists partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. In this episode, we are excited to be able to talk about prayer. General Baptists are currently engaged in a 40 days of prayer, and I am joined in this episode by our Director of Engagement at General Baptist Ministries, Jim Pratt. Welcome to the podcast, Jim. Thanks. Good to be here today. Um, so, Jim, I, as we uh, have prepared for this and, and talked about our 40 days of prayer, we've been kind of looking at this since late in last year. Um, but let's talk a little bit about prayer in general. Um, I know you did your doctoral project on spiritual disciplines um, a few years ago. Yes. And um, th- so this is something that you're passionate about. But also, you know, we want to talk also about this 40 days emphasis and why we're doing this as a denomination and how people can partner with us in this process. So um, I'll just kind of start off by saying the this basic question, why pray? What do you think? The simplistic answer is because the Bible says to, but in reality, um, it really is our hope. I, I think of um, passages of Scripture that have been important to me. Um, Mark one thirty five. Jesus got up while it was still dark, very early, left the house and went to pray. And so I guess if Jesus prayed, I need to pray. And it was interesting. I was in the middle of, of pastoring, uh, busy with, with a church that Seemed to, seemed to be hollow in, in, in what was going on. And so I decided to do this doctorate of ministry. I thought, well, I'll just get another degree that'll take care of things. And it just so happened that my first class was on the spiritual disciplines. Um, we used Richard Foster's book, Celebration of Discipline. And it really um, challenged me to really get back. It really is about um, prayer. It's conversation with God. It is about um thing that we general Baptists don't do a whole lot of it is fasting. It's it's separating ourselves from those things that are that are interfering. It is studying God's word and applying God's word. And so as I look back over my my life in ministry, the times where I've been the closest to God have been where I've had those those active times of prayer. Um, I think that passage of scripture that I just mentioned, I do think we need to begin our day with prayer. Um, if you're not a morning person, um, get over it kind of thing. But I think that it's um and prayer, to me, it's more than um, it's more than a one-way conversation. I think so often we look at God like He's a, a genie in a bottle. We just um, say a few buzzwords, and we get God's attention, and He'll give us what we want. Um, through the years, there have been things, um, the Acts program. It's prayer is, is adoration, it's confession, it's thanksgiving, it's supplication. It's good to have those things, but I but I can't help but wonder how. Um, how I would have acted if my daughter Katie, when she was at home, if she would have used that approach. Um, Dad, I just praise you for who right. you are. You've done so much for me. I confess I'm not the daughter I should be, but I thank you that you provide for me. Now can I have some money? Yeah. And I think that um, I think prayer is a whole lot more than that. Right. Um, it is a it is a sometimes it's being still before God as well. And so 
Um, as we, as you and I were talking in December, knew that I was going to be, in addition to the Mission One emphasis, looking at church engagement. Um, and we, we both felt like that for the church to really be engaged in mission, it has to be about prayer. Mm-hmm. And from a denominational perspective, um, it's critical that we are people who seek direction from God. Um, like you preached at a, a recent association meeting, it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's about God. And so um, we do have to deal with the distractions and spend time with God in prayer. I mean, it, it, there isn't another solution. It really is all about prayer. Right. So you're talking about uh, disciplines, and prayer is, you know, is one of the spiritual disciplines. Um, I remember I, I read Foster's book you referenced. I read I read that when I was in college, and um, I, th- I don't you think that that like discipline. We start talking about discipline like this, it, it kind of gets a it has a negative connotation to it for some folks. Oh, absolutely. Um, those of you that know me know that I was a, a lively child, and so uh, <laughs> I was disciplined quite often, even in most grades in school. Back in the olden days where you could get SWATs, I, I had the privilege of getting SWATs. So you ever think discipline is something that you've done wrong, but maybe maybe another word that could be used is habits, those those things that we do, um, not, in, not a bad habit, but just things that are naturally part of who we are. Some of the other disciplines um, Foster mentions is worship. It takes discipline to really worship. Now, we can go through the motions, but it takes discipline to worship. He talks about confession. He talks about service and all those things. And it really, it really does take us owning those distractions, those things that separate us from, from really focusing on God. Yeah. Um, I, a few years back, um, started reading through the Bible each year. Before that, I would make fun of people saying, oh, you got to check that off at your check sheet. But then I was convicted. I spent a lot of time reading books but I wasn't, wasn't spending enough time reading the book. Yeah. And so uh, since then, I've, I've read through the Bible each year, those kind of things. But I think it's all important because I think as we pray, maybe a Bible verse comes to mind that we've been studying, and, and, it, and it, it all connects. Mm-hmm. God's never going to call us to do something that's contrary to the Bible. Right. And so that's why those disciplines are all really interchanged. Right. And, uh, and for me, um, the focus of my project was on the discipline of simplicity that— our life is complex, but really what we're called to do isn't. In the Bible, love God, love others. And if I'm not doing that, then that means I'm not being disciplined in these other areas. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I uh, got to the point of where I finally realized reading books, those things are important, but it can't separate from the time I spend with God. Yeah, so discipline is about um, intentionality. Yes. You know, uh, we... We have to intend to to fast, right? Yes. We we set out to do. There's a there's a purpose behind it, and it's different than um, just not eating. It's intend. It's a it's got a purpose behind right. it. Is the way you're doing it, and um, well, and I think even um, during my time at Oakland City, when I taught on the disciplines, taught on the importance of fasting, and I said it's not necessarily just fasting from food. It's fasting from that thing that's, that's robbing you of time with God, if you will. And the college students got it. What they fast from was technology, um, cell phones, computer games, those kind of things. And so I think it, it, what you need to, stat, to fast from may be different from person to person. But I can't help but think in the Bible, just as Jesus said, when you pray, he also said, when you fast. He didn't say if. And so that's an important yes. thing that we have to do. And for me— um, Grew up General Baptist. My idea of fasting was from 10 p.m. at night till 7 in the morning when breakfast was going to happen. And so 
when I came to Oakland City, um, was a part of the First General Baptist Church there and was a part of an Ash Wednesday service with the Methodist Church. And then I was really introduced for the first time to this thing of, of fasting, you know, it's part of uh, during that Lent season. And, uh, and so I've started trying to fast from those things that are separating me from focusing on God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during this season, um, I'm going to be fasting from um, soft drinks again. I say again because it's happened at times in the past, but the thing is whenever you fast from those things, it's during those times that I think that it's even more important that we begin to spend that time to pray to God, to seek direction from God, to give us strength as we continue on. Right. Yeah, one of the, you mentioned Ask Wednesday. I know some folks, we're doing, there are 40 days, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in a minute, but we're doing our 40 days with, um, you know, coinciding with with Lent. Yes. Uh, though we're not, I don't know if we're saying that that's what we're doing, but uh, the days it line just up. So happens. Just so it happens. Just so happens. Just so happens. Right. And, but, you know, some General Baptists were like, well, that's a Catholic thing, right? And, uh, and I would, what I would say is that it's a, to talk about Lent that way, it's not any more Catholic than, say, Christmas. It's not like right. Christmas is something that's in the Bible. It's, right. it's a season of, in a celebration that the church has by tradition developed right. to celebrate the birth of, of Christ. Uh, Easter is another one. So those things, they, they, there's a, um, you know, a traditional Christian year that has all that in there. Uh, a lot of our churches are much more comfortable talking about Advent than Lent sometimes, but this this time of the year, I I, I really appreciate the the kind of uh, rhythm of that. Oh, absolutely. But if it is a discipline, then like I said, it's intentional. Right. So it's not like you're just going through the motions. It should be about I'm intentionally taking this time to focus myself on on God, upon what God's called for for me to do to 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 seek His guidance, to repent of my sins. Um, all and and I think for, for me, being an extreme extrovert, um, love to be around people, love to try to fix people or help people. During this season, it caused me to realize, again, that I'm not the Savior, that I can't please everyone, that it's really not about me, it's about pleasing God. And, and during times of my life, whenever I felt the closest to God, other people well-meaning people didn't necessarily appreciate that because it means I wasn't as available to go fix something for them or, or as pastoring that I wouldn't go and try to rescue everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, um, again, it is important, no matter what your personality bent is or those kind of things, that you do be still know He's God. I mean, I think that's a, that's a stop all the busyness. I look at um, some of our brothers and sisters around the world that I've had the privilege of meeting and... Um, they'll spend 24 hours prayer and fasting on a regular basis because that's what you're supposed to do. They don't know any better than to trust the Bible to do that. And even here in the States, we have a number of churches, um, some that are a part of the 40 days, some that aren't, but we have a number of churches that on a regular basis will call their church to prayer and fasting. And I've never participated in a time of prayer and fasting as a church that didn't draw the the church closer together. I, I don't think that you can, when you pray with the right attitude at least, I don't think you can pray for someone without loving that person. Right. Yeah, so that maybe brings us to that question about why why are we doing this uh, this forty days at this point in time? And for me, it's it's exactly that kind of a conversation. You know, we're General Baptists are are pretty you know diverse group of folks. Yes, very um, diverse. 
there's a joke that says where you find two Baptists, there are three opinions. <laughs> um, and at least three. At least three. Um, we we can sometimes get uh, to where we look at the things that that pull us apart, right? Things that are different about us, and we don't focus upon why you know what's the most important thing, which is who we are in Christ and what He has called us to do. And this this emphasis now. It, it, that's why we're doing this is because if we, we can engage with one another and talk with each other and and recognize how we can uh, work together, but there's nothing that can do that and, and bring us together like you're talking about any better than, than prayer and, and, and right. spending time intentionally praying for the same things, for the same ends. I think that God uses that uh, in order to draw us together um, to, to be one as he's called us to be. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the so um, engagement, director of engagement, in spite of what our good friend Barry Cullen says, has nothing to do with a, a dating arrangement or anything like that with people, <laughs> but it's engaging the church. And first off, for the church to even desire to reach outside of itself, its walls, I think it has to be unified. And the only way you're unified is if you're a, a, a praying group. Um, you know, there's the buzzwords, prayer changes things. I think as much as anything, prayer changes us. Yeah, I think that's um, right. You know, I used to work as a counselor. People would come to me for counsel. I think when we're praying, we're going to the the wonderful counselor, if you will. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, the situation doesn't change, but our attitude in the situation changes because we've we've understood we, we ultimately don't have control over it. Right. You ever had that experience in your own life where you go to God and, um, you know, saying, this is the stuff that's going wrong. Why aren't you doing something about it? And, oh, in, the, I, and in the process yes. of that, God does something in you, and you go, oh, yeah. Okay, Maybe God. I need to take a yes. step back here. Now, on, on a regular basis, and I, even throughout my, my life, there have been those times that were uh, key in my, my spiritual development, if you will. A number of years back, I was on staff at a church, and the pastor's wife had cancer. Hmm. Um, she had delivered their, their baby a month early. She had to go through uh, radiation treatment, chemo treatment. And all the churches in the community where I was at, we came together. We did what the, the formula said. We, we came in agreement. We prayed in agreement for her to be healed. And two months later, she died. But God taught me something that it's like, do you understand that she was ultimately healed? She she's, has an eternity in heaven today. And so... We pray not to wear God down, but we pray because we have no hope. Uh, prayed on a regular basis during the last two years with the pandemic. God, please protect us. Yeah. But you know what? Um, we all know people who prayed that they wouldn't get COVID and they got COVID and died. And so sometimes those are the tough parts of prayer. But I, but I still think that in, even in those times, God lets us know that that. You know, it's the old Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good. Some things are terrible, but good can come out of those situations. Um, another time, my um, my father was dying from uh, had had two strokes. My sister said, um, "You need to come out here to Colorado." We was living in Oakland City at the time. Um, soon, if you're going to see Dad, so I was able to get a plane ticket, and so I prayed, "God keep him alive till I get there." And I got there three hours before my dad died. Now, I don't know if I prayed different then. I mean, I, so some of those things I don't understand, but it changed me because I realized this is beyond me. In reality, all of life is beyond us anyway. And I think sometimes prayer is our last resort when it should be the first thing we do. Yeah. 
So, um, as a, as a denomination, as we're we're praying these during these days, um, what are what's the you know we've we've got it more what day today is day number we're recording this the day before this podcast is dropping so this is uh, the seventh, seventh day the seventh day our sixth day or seventh yes. day of our of our prayer. Um, how are you doing these, you know, praying for these folks on the list right now? What I'm doing is taking, um, I have a, a sheet here at the, at my, the ministry building and also at home and just praying for each of them that day. I'm part of a church that's that's taking a 24-hour period. And we'll talk about that in a second. Even our General Baptist Ministries here is taking a day. And so on each day, we're praying specifically for a need. We're also um, sharing that denominationally, but also each day, at least one church or ministry is taking a 24-hour period where they're praying for 40 different areas of prayer. And so um, for those of you that are mathematicians, you notice that there's, there are 45 days between uh, mm-hmm. March 2nd and uh, Easter Sunday. On those Sundays, we're challenging churches to pray for their needs within the church, but also pray for those who are non-believers in their community, that mm-hmm. they would be open to that. And so, I mean, we're praying for such things as missionaries, internationally as nas- as well as nationally. We're praying for uh, for pastors. Man, have pastors not been through it the last two years. Yeah, um, We're praying for God to call new leaders. Um, we have a, 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 we're at a crisis point for, for needing more uh, people to step up in vocational ministry. And so praying for that, um, praying for our ministries that are represented through women's ministries and, and other ministries. Praying for those who have been on the front line during the pandemic the last two years. Um, just these last two years have been very trying for the church. Um, praying, praying for the church to become unified. Um, we've had people uh, mask or no mask or this or that and, and throw in a, at the beginning of the pandemic a wonderful election that went off so smoothly, right? And so um, those things have a way of dividing the church, but, but prayer has a way of unifying the church. So we're spending one day praying for churches um, to be more unified. And so what I'm, what I'm excited about is not only our churches here in, in the States, but our, our ministry in, in Mexico, Honduras, in Jamaica, in India, the Philippines, they're all joining us in Saipan. They're all joining us in praying for, for these needs that are, that are represented here. Yeah, I'm every uh, every morning at the start of the of the day. I always I start my day every day with scripture. Uh, before I ever get out of bed, I read scripture. It's the last thing I do before I go to sleep too. Um, but every day, before, I, I I do my normal routine, uh, which often includes prayer. But I've started uh, you know read scripture and pray. I've started including these these needs as the primary. Yes. In my mind as I as I pray in the mornings and I'm so I know what's coming up. I know right. you know what I pray for today, what to pray for each day before I get there, and then so that I pray for them multiple times during the day even. Um so Vicki Smith, who's um women's ministries is today. Yes. I've already prayed for them today and um I know that um that before the end of the day I'll be mindful of them again. Yes. So um just those just keeping those those things in your thoughts. And it doesn't have to be elaborate prayer. It no. can just, it's during the day, I've, I've multiple times today just thought about, um, you know, women's ministries and the impact that they're making uh, for the kingdom and uh, for missions and for General Baptists. 
and just a, a simple prayer. God bless Vicky and Chris and yes. the ministries of of those people who are working in those regions. You know, within women's ministries, just a quick prayer, bringing them together to bring them to my mind right. and bring them before but, God. But you know, I look at it this way: I'm not going to miss a meal if I if I sleep in till nine miraculously. I want to eat breakfast, and I'm probably going to eat lunch at 12 just to get back on my feeding schedule, if you will. <laughs> and I think prayer is even more important than that. And I think we make it too difficult to find time. I think just use the, the, the natural rhythm of your day. Um, most days when I'm disciplined, I will get up and go, go exercise, whether it's on a treadmill or, or working out. I won't listen to music. I'll use that time to, to pray for needs. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I would be frustrated if I was stopped by a train. Um, I wouldn't admit this true confession time. Um, at least one occasion, <laughs> I was stopped by a train, and I laid on the horn as if that train was going to go by faster. <laughs> then I finally thought, you're an idiot, Jim. And so I, I would turn the car off, roll the window down, and just spend that time praying. And it's amazing how much more holy I felt whenever I would pray instead of being frustrated, but I, yeah. but like you're saying, it's it's throughout the day. It's a simple prayer. It doesn't have to be um, long, flowery words. God, they're not buzzwords that God waits to hear, and then if He hears the buzzword, then He'll go ahead and answer it. Yeah. And it's just simply being honest before Him. Yeah, I would I would guess that uh, living in Oakland City for a few years yes. helps yes. cultivate yes. Yes, your your patience with trains. If anybody's and been there, we lived five houses from the tracks. It was it was a wonderful time. <laughs> So um, we've got two different parts of our 40-day emphasis. One is every day we're praying for a different ministry of some kind and um, or for pastors in general like we had last week. Um, so we're going to be praying, um, you know, every day we'll be having something different. On You mentioned that there's actually 45 days because yes. you got the Sundays in there. Um, I'm, I told our our. Um, ministry staff here, we've started talking about that Lent is 40 days long, but it's actually 45 days long because the Sundays cannot be uh, fasting days, right? Lent's a season of fasting because Sundays are always celebration days. They're always feast days because they all are little uh, miniature celebrations of the resurrection. They're little Easter's. Every Sunday is a little Easter. So um, on those Sundays, though, we, we are intentional that we're praying for every Sunday something specific. So tell us about that. The churches are praying for those people who are unsaved, the, the lost in their communities. Yeah. Um, good General Baptist, we believe Jesus Christ tasted death for everyone. Um, but we need to pray for those people. And I think as we pray for those people, God's going to reveal to us ways to reach those people. And so each Sunday um, we're praying for that. Obviously, um, Easter's, Easter's the Super Bowl for Christianity, you know, in the, in the in the church world, and so praying for those for those non-believers to become believers. And I think it's I think it's important that we spend that focused time praying for those non-believers, um, praying for them in general, but also when you begin to pray for people by name, um, you start caring for them a whole lot more at that point. And so I think that's that's why we want on on those Sundays that we're praying specifically for that. Yeah. Well, the the thing that draws us closest into our um, the core of our mission, right? Why we why our churches exist in their communities? They exist to 
reach people for Christ. Have to. Yeah. Well, without that, I mean, the church the church ceases to be. Ceases to be the church. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, we also in those for, this forty days, you mentioned we have some churches that have agreed to work with the uh, you know do you know they volunteered to to pray for twenty four hour period. Yes. Can you talk about that and what they're sure. kind of what um, they're doing? We've, we we're we're into the second week now. Um, one of our churches, first church, we'll give a, a shout out. Ava General Baptist Church was our was our first church, and had a chance to go and uh, and preach on prayer for them a few weeks back. And uh, Pastor Tim had half hour segments. Um, well, we encourage churches to do have an hour segment. If you have enough people sign up, you could have half hour segments. And ideally, we we encourage people to come to the church. There's something about leaving your familiar surroundings and going to that place set aside to worship God and spending time during that that hour to pray for the, these 40 different categories that we we're praying for one one of these categories each day but during those 24-hour vigil praying for all 40 of these categories but also we're challenging the church to include those additional things that you need your church to be praying for yeah and so um again every time I've done this in the past um the church has become more unified and caring about each other um the church that I'm a part of now we we've signed up for one of the days and then General Baptist Ministries here, you, you right. challenged us, and we're going to be along with Executive Council, um, praying for a twenty-four hour period. Yeah, we're and with, whenever we pray, it's going to be not just uh, these forty things, but we're also going to take the list of all of the General Baptist churches that we can possibly get our hands on. It's we have a good list of the ones in the United States, but we have all the ones from each and each of our uh, you know global fields. Yes. And we're going to be praying for all of them we can by name, and um, during during that twenty four hour period, and that'll be on Good Friday. And last last count that uh, Vice President of Global Ministries Mark said, um, at least five hundred international, maybe even six hundred international churches. And so, and I think what it does too, it lets us know we're we're not in this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had times, I've had times where people say, "I'm praying for you." And you and you knew they were, and there's something about knowing that that other people have your back. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the things we want to do is help these churches to know we've got their back, yeah. and we're praying for them. And these ministries, these these missionaries, whether it's international or, or stateside, that we have their back. They're they're not out there by themselves. Absolutely. So, um, as we continue on through this uh, these forty days uh, of prayer. Um, is there any um, any possibilities for a church that's out there that has not signed up that they say, "Hey, I want to be one of those churches"? That, Absolutely, I, mean, we, I know we've got a full list that we've published, but can they still Absolutely. sign up, so to speak? We've already doubled up. There's nothing wrong with more than one church praying on the same day, or even a ministry. Um, for example, March 11th, Saipan Community Church is praying. Uh, their time zone's different, so we could overlap or whatever we need there, but. Um, uh, Jamaica Association recently signed on, and so they're going to be um, joining with another church. And even even the day where where we are praying as General Baptist Ministries, um, Otter Creek General Baptist will be praying on that day as well. Right. So absolutely, they just reach out to us, and we will assign them a day and give them some materials to help them um, to carry out the 24-hour vigil. Very good. Yeah, we we definitely want to encourage folks to to continue to, if they want to be a part of this, that's not too late to do so. So uh, if you want more information about what's going on with uh, our twenty four, our 40 days of prayer, where can we people find that uh, information? On our uh, 
General Baptist Ministries uh, website, I believe. And then also, um, if you'd want to email me, jim.pratt at generalbaptist.com, I'd be more than happy to uh, to give you some resources. Yeah, we've got a, I think we have a special link set up on our website right now. It's generalbaptist.com forward slash pray. And uh, I'm sure Todd will include that in the in, in the notes for today's podcast. And I so. think we also, on uh, General Baptist Ministries' Facebook page, each week is, is putting a post out concerning this as well. Yep. So, um, Jim, anything else about prayer that you want people to be uh, mindful of as they walk through these days leading up to Easter? I guess to... Uh, to quote that great theologian Nike, just do it. I mean, I think we need to we need to be people who who pray, and not, um, you know, I've I've taught a lot about prayer. I've preached a lot about prayer, but there have been times where I really haven't prayed like I need to. And so I think we we need to be people who pray. What prayer does again, it acknowledges um, we can't do this by ourselves. It's all about pleasing God, hearing from God, and then being obedient to God. And that can only happen through being serious, being disciplined in the area of prayer. Absolutely. Well, Jim, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Thank you. And um, on our next episode, we'll be having a conversation with Vicki Smith, the president of Women's Ministries, about the work that's going on there. And we look forward to talking with Vicki and uh, sharing that with you. If you haven't already done so, I ask that you please subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're using to access our content and leave us a review. It helps other people find us. So thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you next time on Doing Together. Doing Together.